and gentlemen, welcome to the From the Tees, From the Back Tees podcast, a podcast from the Back Tees. I'm your co-host, Jerry Lou, and with me as always is our other co-host, Zach Penser, and my bad grammar. Zach, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing something. Don't nobody worry about me. We have an extra special guest today. Zach, who is joining us in our extra special podcast? Rejoining us on the show. As Jerry's very upset, which we could tell from the last podcast, is none other than Nolan. Welcome, Nolan. How are we doing, guys? Right now? <laughs> I was gonna throw, I was gonna throw Jerry under the bus, but you did it before. I oh yeah, you could throw him under the bus too. He said very excited, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know about that." <laughs> According to your last podcast, I was I was uh, definitely taken by surprise by the way Zach pitched me the ball and the way I swung underneath it and missed. I uh, I set you up it, for failure. It made I, me sound stupid that I was just kind of like, "Oh, it's Nolan." Oh, that's I was just I was. If you were to say it differently, Zach, I'd be I would instead of like not to like pump up Nolan just. If you were to say it differently, I'd be like, oh, oh, it's Nolan. Oh, that's great. But the way you made it sound like, I'm like, oh, well, it's, it's Nolan. That's I guess we'll awesome. never know. Who would, would have you, who would have you reacted differently if Zach <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That's the thing. Zach, Zach had an ace up his sleeve, evidently, and you were the ace. Yeah, it was Nolan. <laughs> and if anyone plays any type of cards whatsoever, we can at least equate that it's like, hey, it doesn't matter if it's a six or it doesn't matter if it's a jack or an ace. That card can kill you, and he definitely got me in the side right there. I hope so. you know now. Anytime I know no one's coming on in advance, I'm gonna bring it up in a similar manner and see if you ever get excited. <laughs> and or Denunzio or uh, Blue Horseshoe, yeah. any of those guys. Uh, which, by the way, I, I meant to bring this up in the pre-show runner. Is a, I, I mean, I haven't checked the tape too closely. Has Blue Horseshoe? Did he predict the pass to? Major winners or something, evidently. I mean, I'm not saying predicting Tiger to win the Masters was too much of a... That's like throwing a penny in the fountain and saying it's going to hit him with a penny. I can't tell you that, but I know Ron Mintz, who wrote for us, predicted Brooks would win, and he's predicted three of the last four major winners. Wow. Wild. Ron. Okay, listen, Mr. Mintz, and I love Mr. Mintz. I'm not talking against him. I'm just saying, between Tiger Woods and Brooks Kepa and DJ... Uh, should we just like not play any more majors in terms of who's eligible eligible to win them? I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, who, picking them is still brutal. Well, let, let's let's get to let's get to talking to Nolan here about Tiger and at the PGA because as I mentioned, Nolan on Twitter, uh, I fell into the Tiger trap. It, I have this big thing where whoever wins Augusta doesn't matter whom it is, whoever wins the Masters, I put them on Grand Slam watch. Doesn't matter. I just do because I want to see a calendar modern day quote-unquote slash backslash quote-unquote parentheses unparentheses whatever whatever you want to call the slam these days that is in one year i want to see it happen so whoever wins the masters is evidently the one who's eligible to do that when tiger did it that's why i said it's just like oh my god that's why i call it the tiger trap it's like are we not stupid to not pick tiger i mean or like i said good grammar what do you guys think yeah jerry this is what this is why golf is so difficult to predict is on one hand you want the guy you're predicting that given week to have shown success in the past to have won recently and show he's in good form but in this case we have the classic major win hangover where he you know he gave it his all he expended all this energy and this is like 
the most hangoverish of all hangovers, right? For Tiger to win the Masters. And then he doesn't play another event until the PGA Championship, um, whether that was injury-related or emotionally distressed or something, some some sort of way he was trying to recover from the Masters. Um, maybe he needed a couple more weeks, and hopefully we'll see soon. Um, if he's going to play at the Memorial, that'd be nice in a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, it just ended up being, it's kind of like, I felt like flipping a coin. Either he's going to win this thing or he's going to miss the cut. And you know what? He missed the cut. <laughs> yeah. What, I don't know. Firstly, I guess, what did you think of his planning and how he ran his scheduling for when he played his rounds? Like, I don't think he played the day before or two, or the Monday. Yeah, and it came out something like he was sick. He woke up kind of ill on Wednesday morning. Who knows the truth in that or not. But either way, he didn't feel like playing that day who knows if he felt like he, he was prepared enough for beth page um but uh that that ultimately the way we look at it is probably hindered him on not getting enough reps in yeah and one thing i think it's very underrated as to people are saying because he missed the cut he didn't play well he missed a couple like five foot putts that should have been birdies Oh, he, I'm sure he made a couple longer yeah. ones. And the bigger problem is you had guys like Rory. Rory looked like a lock to miss the cut also. No one's denying that he's one of the better players out there. He just had a dominant, like, eight-hole stretch where he made the cut on the number and then had a great weekend. Tiger easily could have done the same thing, and people would be saying, oh, he's in fine form. It's really, in these majors, it's such a fine line between making the cut and top tenning or missing the cut and looking terrible. And a lot of that is predicated off of um, the field, too, and how like how everyone else is playing relative to par. So, I mean, so really my big question with this whole Tiger thing is, and I hate to say it, and but, I mean, we're going to address this because we got Nolan here, and, and, and we're going to, like, dig the shovels in as deep as we can, but I bought a ticket to Tiger winning more majors right away, and I'm not saying, oh, I'm not going to be that. I'm definitely not going to be that guy who says, oh, well, he didn't come through here. So, you know, I fell off the bandwagon like a lot of people probably are. I'm a realist. And realistically, I see Tiger winning more majors. Uh, I, I, I really hope it's sooner rather than later, just based off of how old he is and how physics works and time works and everything like that. That's why I want Kuchar to win some majors, goddammit. But that being said, um... I really feel like we're kind of in a like weird malaise. We got the Pebble Beach coming up, uh, U.S. Open there. Very, I'm, you know what? I'm going to say it. Quirky short course. It is what it is. Not saying anybody can win there, but anybody can win there. It that is the one course where it, it has a premium on fairway accuracy. And if you miss the fairway, you have to be strong, like Tiger was back in 2000 when he won at Pebble Beach. Uh, and not too many people are strong, save for the top five guys again, and I'm not going to say this is a bomber's goulash, but I mean, I'm sorry to rewind a little bit. Now that, I don't know, I kind of bought it, I, I bought into Tiger really <laughs> steamrolling into a lot of things here. Beth Page wasn't a bad setup. Uh, how do, uh, Nolan, how do you think Tiger steps up for the U.S. Open at Pebble? Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I don't think this is tainting the Kool-Aid by any means. I'm still chugging that stuff down. I I still am very confident in what, what he can do the rest of the year. Now, I don't know how many tournaments he's going to play. He, he might only play the Memorial, then the U.S. Open. Who knows if he's going to play the five weeks that's in between the U.S. Open and the British. 
and so he'll play the British, and then by then the season's nearly over. He's got the playoffs. Who know how how many he'll play there? There's the the last WGC, the FedEx, um, in between the British and the playoffs. So that might only be four more tournaments the rest of the year. We see Tiger um, for sure, depending yeah. on how playoff games he plays. Um, but no, uh, yeah, like you were saying. Um, Oh, what the Pebble. Pebble is very, yeah, sh- it's a short course, and you can work your way around there. Just, I mean, similarly to Augusta, to be honest, you, it's, uh, you pick your spots to go after. Um, it's a very um, stri- strategically, I don't know, you've got to be just hitting in the right spots all the time. And you sure. can get a guy, you can get a guy where, like Brooks who can just overpower it or like 2000 Tiger Woods. Um, and just have a lot of wedges all the time. Um, something I actually was pretty surprised what they did with the PGA was that they tried to make that thing pretty dang hard this year. They let the rough go a little long, and it seemed like, at least whenever I was watching Tiger, whenever he missed the fairway, he was having to punch out and then hopefully get up and down from 150 yards out. Um, so I was pretty surprised to see that. Usually they kind of encourage some good scores at the PGA, but maybe it was uh, Beth Page people saying, no, this is our tough course and we want to keep it that way. Yeah, I was very I surprised by the scoring, for sure. That You know, I mean, the weather, I, I saw that too with the scoring. The weather did kind of come into play and then it didn't or whatever, but I mean, when that stallion kept the sprint out ahead, I mean, there was just so much that was like, that was there was a lot to pay attention to and then there was so much to ignore at the same time. And I really feel like going back to the whole, like, how Beth Page played, I mean, cripes, guys, this is only the third major that's been there. And this course sets up like a major every single... I have an affinity for for uh, Beth Page for some reason. I, I, remember, I remember that when they played the 2002 U.S. Open at Beth Page, it was... Um, Tiger wasn't defending. He won in 2000 at, US, uh, at, at, uh, at Pebble. But it was the first major that wasn't at Augusta post 9-11 in America like they changed the Ryder Cup to even years after 9-11 it was supposed to be it was on the odd years remember Brookline in 99 well the, the 9-11 happened in September obviously September 11th September is when the Ryder Cup is every other year they switched it to even years after that and I mean god forbid America still doesn't win but that being needless to say there was a shift there and there was uh, I distinctly remember Augusta 2002 was the first major that was played after 9-11 and then the first major outside of Augusta was played, the 2002 U.S. Open at Bethpage, where Tiger Woods won. And I distinctly remember seeing the, the, the New York police officers back in the fairway. Like, it, it almost looked like, oh, is this something that just New York does for security? Or is it post-9-11? Is this just the day and age, whatever, where it's just like, yeah, they don't want any Yahoo's running up at me because I, I, I have an MLB TV subscription. I see, like, streakers all the time, whatever. It just happens by nature. But at the same time, it's like, then there's also the other side where it's just kind of like, oh, hey, there's the cops. Oh, my God, where are their shields? They look like they're just shopping. Like, they're just all, like, standing there in a line, just kind of like, hey, they're just maintaining the peace. It's like, yeah, we're still golfing, two guys, right? We're still outside. We're still in nature, enjoying ourselves. So, But anyways, that was um something I distinctly remember was Tiger winning. Beth Page has always been meant to be have majors played on it. I really hope it gets it thrown into a rotation of some kind. It's only had two U.S. Opens. And one PGA so far, and the Barclays gets there a few times. But I mean, man, Beth Page is just top to bottom. I mean, 
Oh, it's a great like tournament it. course. I like it for all the same reasons I hate Tory Pines, honestly. Really, <laughs> for all the things I say Tory Pines is stupid, I appreciate Bethpage for her. It, it, from a difficulty sake. But anyways, I mean, that's just me. But uh, but but if we can flash forward to, if we're just going to move right up the peninsula there, uh, in terms of Tory to uh, uh, Pebble Beach for the U.S. Open, cripes. I, uh, there is no... If you look back at all the winners of the U.S. Open, or the performers at Pebble Beach for the Pro-Am or whatever, and not to say this is like a slick or an unslick segue into a prediction for the U.S. Open for all of us or whatever, but uh, there is no dominant presence at, at Pebble, given the length, the dimensions, the the solid, rough, whatever, and that's why you heard it here first. I'm picking DJ. You guys go. There's no dominant presence at Pebble? No, there is none. None? I feel like I should let Nolan take this away. He definitely has the <laughs> same pick as me. Oh yeah, you know Tiger's had his fair fair runs there for sure. Um, he knows that course, but um, man, I hate bro. The one there every year. I'm going Tiger. I think Tiger's. I'm not being a naysayer. I'm just saying it's one of those tournaments where it, it you you see the PGA stop there every year and majors come around there once or twice every decade or whatever. But there's no consistent winner. There really isn't, save for Phil Nicholson, who's teed up there 30 times and won four or something like that. I mean, that's yeah, the, 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 the winner of Love those pro-ams. More opportunities yeah. to throw the thumbs up. Which, yeah. did we see the uh, Phil Nicholson, did he break the thumbs up record? He broke not? it. <laughs> According to him. Congrats, done, shout out to Phil Mickelson. <laughs> oh my god, congrats to George Saravachis or whatever his name is. Is Pepsi okay? I Oh my god, when I saw that video and I saw you guys saw my tweet. When I saw <laughs> yeah. Phil's face at the end, I melted down like this is just the, the, it goes to show you why like our parents can still discover the internet at any time and it's still going to be beautiful. There's still like a wealth of like a, there's a treasure trough. Do you think like his kids are telling him to do these things and he's just like caught on? I feel like no. No, 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 no. He's no, like no. brilliant I, with social media. I, I'm not saying it's based off of like, cool, oh, I've seen him personally, no, personally, no, no. I think he has just now gotten a hold of the account, or or made the account, so to speak. And Phil has a great sense of humor. Like I like I said when I was talking to what's his nuts or whoever on uh, face uh, Facebook, uh, face Twitter, Twitter, face whatever. <laughs> um, essentially, how other than Phil, if you get him like going like too fast and he starts like cursing too much or whatever other than that he's like no totally nice guy there's like he's not assuming he's super nice he's like way too nice i mean he's just he's like he's a, he's like a big fat frat boy and he makes you want to be a part of the frat and then half the people want to be part of the frat realize oh no i represent everything that is against frats and that's just well that's his twitter's amazing he's a incredibly funny guy oh it's it, it, it's it's meant to be. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I guess if you want me to get back to Tiger for a second here, uh, I definitely. Uh, I mean, he's still playing great, even after that poor performance. He's still top ten in scoring this year. He's like still at a sixty nine and a half or something um, that he's averaging, and he's still. Um, you know what led me astray is I listened to Brandel Chambly this this uh, year for some reason I <laughs> I never really listened to those like before pre shows leading up to a major. Brandel made a very convincing argument that Tiger was going to win the PGA. He's like he kind of broke it down to there was only a handful of guys top twenty in both uh, uh, strokes 
strokes gained off the tee and then strokes gained uh, around the green. And it was like Tiger and Kuchar were kind of the top two dogs Ooh. of the group. You're and right. then Tiger was the better. Yeah, Tiger was the better putter. So he was like, yeah, I'll go with Tiger. <laughs> and I totally fell into that. And I was like, oh, yeah, Brandel. That sounds great, man. <laughs> but I think he's still got the game. And um, he's always like Pebble. I, I don't really understand why he doesn't really ever play that pro-am i don't know if it's kind of his nature to not be super friendly that's kind of been his past nature but we'll see if he ever plays it here going forward yeah that's the story on how nolan lost his house (laughs) (laughs) well i was gonna say before i we uh we asked for zaxon but there i I, something i'm just kicking around off the top of my head right now is that maybe we have this big enamoration new word write that down and that tiger had some great great success at um uh, pebble way back in the day obviously it was at the 2000 u.s open uh when he stormed away in record fashion and then uh wasn't it was it uh, nolan was it that year he won the 2000 the the, the pebble beach rhyme was the year before went on i think it was 15 when he hit that wedge shot from like yeah. 100 yards the i whole think it was game. 99 wasn't it okay yeah okay so 99 like, he had, like, this kind of, like, not affinity or whatever, but a quick love affair with Pebble. It was cute or whatever. But post-2000, well, it's been 19 years. I'm not saying I'm not trying to pour water on Tiger and Pebble. It's just Pebble Beach is, is what it is to a lot of people. And Tiger hasn't been really as relevant as a, as Grand McDowell has been there in, like, the past 20 years. And that guy's won a major in the past 20 years there. So I don't, I don't really... I'm trying to I'm trying to estimate it properly because I don't want to look at it as another one of these crapshoots like we took Beth Page as where it's just like hey here's the wheel of twelve golfers spin it it's only going to be one of these twelve guys winning I I want to try and think outside the box because Pebble I honestly from the bottom of my heart think of the 150 guys who might be teeing it up there 75 of them could win it just like really they just that and that's what the U S Open is yeah I 100 percent agree it's definitely going to be. Um easier for um you know the kevin kisners of the world to compete there and um such but what makes you say that i mean oh because kevin can plot his way around a golf course you know and he can if you know if beth page just length it just kind of throws him out of it the only short hitter i saw that actually made the cut was zach johnson oh sorry that dude's a dog speed's not He's shorter, but... He's short enough. I mean, let okay. me put it this way. Boots are sitting along with those guys, but I mean... No, I hear what you're saying, but the trouble I have with Pebble, and if we're going to just compare them right right upside to side, Pebble to Bethpage, those are, like, in my opinion, the stark opposites of courses, really, and anybody can debate me on this. I'm not really, like, putting a flag in the ground here. I'm saying Pebble is really... It's a really long-toothed chick, and... Beth Page, I'm sorry. Like, it's just the holes are very long. And, and Pebble is so short, not saying, like, anyone can play there, but it's just kind of like, oh, well, then we left a whole lot of middle ground in between where it's just, like, that's where the rest of golf lies. I'm not saying, like, your Phils, your DJs, your ZJs can win it there. Anyone can win it at Pebble. It's just, it's it's such a mist. It's not, a, I don't want to say mystical, but it's such a hard course to qualify or quantify and hard to pick the winner. That's why I'm asking you guys so far out in advance, not necessarily Tiger-related, but Zach, who do you like at Pebble this early? I mean, give me some type of foresight. I, I like Tiger. I feel like the course suits him. Not even 
being a homer, well, of course I love Tiger, but I feel like he's, if I had to bet on anyone with the same odds, I would pick Tiger over anyone else. Are we gonna, okay, so. <laughs> Drink that Kool-Aid! Yeah. We, yeah, chug a lug, buddy. We need, okay, we need to, like, make a board behind me for all these stupid bets we're about to make, because I'm about to make one saying, so, what, what would you give me in terms of the field versus Tiger Woods for Pebble? This is just me versus Zach Nolan. <laughs> Really sorry, I'm leaving you out of this. I mean, and, and it's not even fair to Nolan, but I mean, come on. I feel like Tiger's like eight that's, to one. That, no, I don't. No, that's quick. You were you were quick off the saddle, dog. Yeah. Way too. Quick no, off I'm the still I'm still on the Tiger saddle. He's got this. So <laughs> if okay, so no, okay, so oh, uh, we okay, we gotta we gotta we, we gotta you so okay, we gotta. We gotta start tallying these bets. See where we're at. You think? You sincerely think? I'm not saying this in in jest or looking down at you. Think you you pick Tiger to win at Pebble for the U.S. Open? I pick him one v one over anyone else. I mean, and like I said, anyone you're picking, it's hard to win. Like fair. You're fair, never okay, gonna be but, better than fifty percent, so you're most likely wrong. Okay, correct. Okay, that's that's something I was kind of driving at, and I wasn't trying to bait you. I certainly wasn't trying to. But when you said Okay, when you say certain things, that's why I was like, ah, oh, I'm gonna, I'll jump down your throat. You goddamn right, I will. <laughs> no, you don't got me. I'm gonna be wrong, and I'll have an argument to defend myself. No, it's okay. It's on the record. You said Tiger's gonna win the U.S. Open, and I'm taking the field. And at eight to one, you know, I get, I'll get some return if we Great. go high enough. So Tiger's Nolan, gonna win. You. <laughs> Tiger's gonna win. Brooks is gonna win. DJ's gonna win. <laughs> and Rory's gonna win. And we'll just cut whichever one wins, and then we'll repost this thing, and people will think I'm a genius. Gambling is no fun anymore. <laughs> Now I have it on audio. I could just cut whichever one, and then after I'll post it on Twitter. Look, I predicted the winner. Oh, I see where you're going. Okay, yeah, we'll get we'll get clean takes. We, we you'll say one where it's like, "Well, give me three. Rory's gonna win." Like Rory's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rory's gonna win. Great. Rory yeah. is gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, that's too far out to predict. Come on. Well, is Are it you... though? I mean, well, at least. In, in all fairness, and I'm glad you're here, Nolan, if uh, our said editor-in-chief is going to be picking your boy to win the U.S. <laughs> Open level right now, we may as well fucking talk about it. I mean, oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, something something you guys, I believe, know, but I don't know if our listeners do, and they probably don't. Um, I'm going to the U.S. Open, and um, I'm going to witness history. That's right. <laughs> and I, re- I really hope Tiger uh, pulls it through for me. Because uh, I would probably, uh, I would definitely probably shed some tears on the 18th grade. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... So wait, You got credentials for the US Open? No, I got tickets straight up. <laughs> oh, okay, fair, fair. I was gonna say, I'm like, damn, we were all trying for grants for that. And yeah. Then, uh, you're like, oh, I'm going to the US Open. I'm like, where did it come from? Where did it come no? From? I would have told them you're taking all of us, or you're taking none of us. Exactly, for sure. Well, for, I will. Uh, Except Jerry, he has to be working. <laughs> well, someone has to record the pod, Jerry. You gotta stay behind. <laughs> stay behind, <laughs> right? That's funny. That's real funny. Real shame. Uh, so, um, so I, I, I sincerely didn't think it was too far in advance talking about like you know, uh, the U.S. Open at Pebble or Tiger Talk or whatever. I mean, especially if if Zach thinks Tiger's gonna win the U.S. Open. I mean, Jesus, is now not the right time to talk about it, Nolan? I mean, Nolan. We can talk about it. 
who did you think, say for Tiger, I mean, if we're in this, who do you like at Pebble? In, in all your experiences in watching Pebble and all the yeah. tournaments you've seen and all the moments you've witnessed, I mean, what? how do you like the course and what do you like there for the winner? Well, I got the easy cop out and you could just go with Brooks. Um, <laughs> man, I, I really want... I used to be such a Rory hater whenever when Rory was coming on and I everyone was like, Oh, is he the next Tiger Woods? And I was like, No, he's not no one's ever gonna be the next Tiger Woods. And uh I've just come to like his game a lot more. And I really want him to win one this year. I think he's gonna win the British back home in Northern Ireland. Um That's true. So yeah. I, so that, that 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 makes me not wanna pick pick him at Pebble. Maybe we get a guy like Tony Finau or like Jason Day, um, some one of those guys. But we'll see. I'll uh, I'm going to have to withhold my prediction because uh, I I think originally I thought Tiger would win uh, the U.S. Open, and that was probably just me saying, "Oh, I'm going to go there. He's going to win. It's going to be all perfect." So he is. We'll <laughs> a, lot of, hey, a lot of people said that about going to Georgia this year. I mean, yeah what happened so so um and then to now double drill and go back zach what was your favorite moment from the pga championship this week i mean there's a couple and i'll go back to nolan and ask him because i know there's a couple things and we definitely don't have enough time to cover all of it because i have one thing that i definitely want to bring up that i know nobody will bring up but uh zach what was what did you take the best what was the biggest takeaway that you thought was the best from this tournament uh I would say my takeaway overall is the combination of all the pre-tournament media we saw on Brooks Kepka about how he doesn't want to be playing golf. He basically hates the game, is bored by it, and is only excited on the last and first three holes, and then goes out and sets all sorts of records. And although it was close at one point, he still ended up winning by a pretty big margin. One guy got close. So, it was pretty wild. What's it, oh my God, America or, or the world? What if we were to find out that Ted Williams, every single time he saw the baseball come up, he just thought the same thing that was like, "Hey, I saw a lollipop and I like lollipops," and I thought my teeth were on the bat and I just wanted to eat it or whatever. Just something generic every time. It's just, who who care? I bet you Michael Jordan, no matter how pumped up he was, or no matter how hard he was charging, or no matter how much he wanted to beat your ass, he was on autopilot. I know when I play my best golf, I'm on autopilot. I, it just it just it doesn't it doesn't work that way where it's just oh god. I feel like Brooks genuinely doesn't like it. Brooks is genuinely like I want to get out of here. This is so boring. Okay, you know who that sounds like? Rory McIlroy 2.0. Really? Yeah. I see it. I don't know. Could be a good comparison. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Back to the autopilot. You could tell when the, the autopilot accidentally might have switched off, and Brooks was like, "Oh," and he started crapping his pants a little there. Too bad. It's too bad DJ, DJ kind of followed suit on that and kind of par a couple of holes and make it really interesting. But, yeah. yeah, that's that was... true. And and we've, we've seen all the stories, I'm sure, as anyone who's listening to this, thanks to all the listeners and all our new friends. We'll get to your names specifically uh, later. But uh, it's uh, there's just so much to cover. It's like, yeah, the whole point where Brooks had bogeyed his fourth hole and he sailed that green or whatever and he heard the crowd chanting DJ or whatever, he said it was a reset for him. It's just like... I hate to say it, part of me is like, you're goddamn right, it's a reset for him. Brooks Kepka is aces, and he was falling apart. That's the point where Brooks, like, pivoted and said, no mas, and that was just it. I mean, it's, 
I hate to say, guys, I've been through so many golf classes. I've given so many golf lessons, and I've seen so many golf lessons, and I've been through golf, uh, playing it and teaching it and just being around business-wise for 30 years. But the thing that gets me is, you want to know what the sexiest thing is in golf? Really? And and knowing if you play golf, you can appreciate this, and Zach, you can appreciate this. Repetition. Don't you want the same swing over and over that produces the same result over and over? It doesn't matter if it's a draw, it doesn't matter if it's a hook, it doesn't matter if it's a slice, whatever. If you can if you can dial it up the same thing every time, like the Iron Byron machine, named after Byron Nelson, I've had teachers at these academies tell me that's the answer to the golf swing is repetition, consistency. Just it doesn't matter what your miss is, what your strength is. Consistency. That's all we strive for. Brooks is bordering on my God, like consistent to the point where it's like, are his eyes open when he's playing golf? I don't know. I mean, that is, I don't want to watch a swing. Like I played golf today for the first time in a couple of weeks. I was just trying to think, don't think about what you just saw. Cause that guy's way different than me. But again, that's always watching with this guy swatting the golf ball with like a fly swatter. Just, just like beating it all over the place. I mean, yeah, that's the thing with golf. If, as long as you know, if you know where the ball is going to go, you can you can be a pretty good golfer no matter how the ball gets to that spot, and that's the whenever I'm golfing and I'm struggling, it's always I'm on the tee box. I'm like I have no idea if this is gonna go left or right, and you just have to like pray at that point, right? So that's when you get in trouble. But yeah, if if, if you can just hit it to the same spot no matter how it gets there, it doesn't matter. You're gonna be good. I can dig that for sure. Uh, Zach, do you have any insight on uh... Jerry? You're talking to a champion. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. That's right. So, uh, speaking of, you're... in terms of uh, the next segment, Pat, uh, recent accomplishments, Zach, what uh, what, what, do, you, what do you have? What do you I, have percolate? I'm going to tell you. Brooks was a champion on Sunday. I entered my first golf tournament, Elmridge Country Club, start a season tournament. Eighteen of us. We're in foursomes. It goes by your handicap, so it's all based on that. We won. I'm not saying I was better than Brooks or a better champion than him. I'm just saying you decide. You decide. Winners, winners win. You know, it's just in your blood. I've a, exactly winners win. I have a hundred percent success rate in tournaments. I hit uh, one fairway, six iron, right down the middle. Nice layup because I got fed up hitting my driver into the woods. Uh. Our guy Mark, the behind-the-scenes guy who does all like the optimization on the site, he was on our team, and he. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. So he shoots like a 130 usually, 140, very inconsistent. This day he had the round of his life and shot a hundred. Dude, shout out Mark. So he gained <laughs> us 15 Mark, points on the field, and the winning like second was like 20, and we ended up at, like <laughs> minus 30. So yeah. yeah, basically we beat a bunch of 70 year olds though. If we're gonna narrow it down. Well. That sounds like the club I just joined, but I mean... You know, I'm probably, I feel like eating my words, what I just said about winners win, because uh, Brooks Kepka is a classic example of, you know, winners don't always win, because for some reason or not, which pisses me off, he only wins majors, and I can't get over that. Yeah. Why can't he compete? Has, has he won every- the Elmridge start a season tournament? <laughs> don't think so. Don't yeah, think like, so. I can't get over that, and I get that he says he's hyper-focused, focus for every major and he's playing it up like uh you know everything else is boring what i mean even the majors are boring until i'm you know winning and there's three holes left and then i you know can't wait to finish the thing 
I just don't buy it yet. You and hate the guy. I love it. I get, get on board the sled with me where, like, you and I, even though we're approaching the same viewpoint from different angles where it said you don't buy it yet, I'm coming to the same viewpoint where it's just kind of like, oh, he really thinks that's the case or whatever. I like showmanship or I like sports or whatever. I want to see Babe Ruth point out the home run or whatever. I want to see shit like that or whatever. So, so for you, skeptics unite. I want to see if, if that's really true. If Mr. Saltine will do that or whatever. I mean, however you want to describe it. I mean, it's that's just it's it, it's not we. I, I know golf wants flamboyancy to a certain degree. I mean, you want like personalities. You want whatever. But that's why I started that hashtag Camp Kepa thing because I mean. Really, it's just like, well, aren't we trying to like look at like breaking records? I mean, what if what if the guy who hit eighty home runs in baseball next year never took his head up or tilted his cap or whatever, had no personality whatsoever? We'd still be sucking his dick because he hit eighty home runs or whatever. It doesn't matter. I think the personality plays a huge role. It's sort of like the well, Mike Trout syndrome. It, it does. Okay, it does. But well, okay. Well, now hold on with Mike Trout though. I mean, some people will argue that like that might factor into his lack thereof or performance or whatever. And then you have Bryce Harper on the other regard, but that's another podcast for another time, brother. Ultimately, what I'm saying is, for all the things that like people got on Brooks Kepka's ass for or whatever, for like, he, 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 it's the same thing as DJ or whatever, where it's just like, oh, he just seems like, you know, infallible or not infallible, but just like nothing gets to him. It's just like, yeah, that's a positive, folks. Especially Brooks. That guy played golf in the Middle East for years and got his ass handed to him. Yeah. And he used that he used that to help himself out in terms of like his temperament or whatever. So God forbid, I hate to say this, sorry, Nolan, when I saw him take his cap off and shake Tiger's hand at the end of Friday or whatever, I kind of looked at him kind of like, oh my God, this guy doesn't matter if he's shaking um, Lee Westwood's hand or Tiger Woods' hand or Jack Nicklaus's hand or Chez Reeves' hand. He just rest, grasped that hand and said, hey, I just crush all your bones, fucker. I mean, just like one of those things. So, I mean, just like the way it goes, so... Oh, Zach's getting a little off the game, so yeah. Uh, Nolan, if you need to be able to watch the game, you're more than welcome to. I mean, we, uh, I, I, I distinctly want to talk to you about Tiger's performance. We also the, need to talk uh, about the Trailblazers. Let's open. So, yeah, we can talk Trailblazers. Yeah, we need some well, we Trailblazers can, talk. Can. First, let's point out they're coming back. This is their year. That's fine. I have faith. At this point, yeah. one one point down, first quarter. Hey. This is their year. We also hate why the Warriors. A, down 3-0, why not us? Someone's got to do it. We're, why an, not we're an anti-Warriors why podcast. Against, why not be against one of the greatest dynasties ever, too? Yeah. Uh. How else is it going to happen? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, back no. to Brooks, I guess. Um, no, hold on. No, 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 no. Real quick, back to the back to the Blazers. He's trying to get off the fact. I thought it happened. I saw it happen. Oh, see, this is why I say don't talk about the Blazers. I saw it happen in the early '90s when they went up against the Bulls when the Bulls were the best and they couldn't do it. And then I saw it in the early aughts when they went up against the Lakers when the Lakers were about to bud and they couldn't do it. I can't. I, that's why I bowed out on the uh, Blazers a long time ago. I just can't do it. Every single time they got hot, they faced somebody hotter. And I just can't, I can't, I can't deal with two, two suns orbiting each other. I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're hot, but we're the, we're the definite underdog. There's no question about that. So. I don't think, I don't think regardless of who you guys are playing, I mean. Playing with house money. Even if, well, even if it's against the Rockets or whatever, just given how your games, how Portland is and this, it's not even the seating, just the, 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 
just the way the team is or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 not even like a backhand thing. You guys are definitely the underdogs. Yeah. Bef- what before we get back to golf, I feel like this is one of the crazier things in all of sports going on, which is why I hate the Warriors so much. In no sport do you follow a team and you would just be like, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. I would never be like if they made the semifinals, like, oh, we're doomed to lose and, like, this team's just so good. And even though we made it this far, like, good for them. Like, you always want to win the finals. In basketball now, it's come to the point, like, reaching the Western Conference finals is like winning because you can't beat these guys. They're just a bunch and, of cheaters, basically. And, and as our esteemed company here, Nolan, can uh, agree with me, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, but I didn't have to watch how the series was going. I can just tell based off of Nolan's tweets or whatever how the series was going because it went from something kind of chirpy about the refs to all of a sudden how 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 good the Blazers play no matter what and how, like, you know, in the end it doesn't matter about this, that, and the other and, like, you know, this, that. And I just it's kind of like, oh, the Blazers are still losing, aren't they? God damn it. It just was one of those, like, it just there's nothing. It's It happens. Nolan, it happens to you. It happens to every fan base out there or whatever. I'm not, they, they, they make you placate yourself. It's just, yeah. it's not, it's not your fault. It happens to everybody because you're a pundit. You are a sharp, uh, 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 you have a rapist wit of pundancy there, and, and that's what you <laughs> want to hear when it comes to. Poor choice of words. Terrible choice of words. Jerry said that on uh, Dumb and Dumber. He said <laughs> with a rapist, rapist wit. Okay, so you're comparing yourself to Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> no, but comparing you to Dumb he's and comparing Dumber. you to a rapist. Is what <laughs> it sounds like. It festered in the Denver series when it was Game Seven. And I was just, I was sick of it. I was like, Nolan, you got to stop talking about the refs. And you just got, you got to bring the positive vibes and see what happens. And just be done worrying about the refs. And, you know, it worked for game seven. And so all this series, I've tried my hardest. <laughs> so now you're back to the refs. the refs. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was at game three the other night. And <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, I, I finally got my voice back. Let's just say that. I feel like you had one of the best like comments. Whether I, I, I totally know how backhanded it was, but it was like like, and I'll use one of the words you used, uh, one of the cleanest swipes ever. Where you said like, well, it's you know a detriment to Portland because of these three reasons, and one of them is we play really clean on the perimeter. I'm just kinda like, <laughs> he's not wrong, but I mean, oh. at the same, just like that's, that's 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 as much as that's a compliment that you guys play fundamental defense on the perimeter at this point in the season. That's gonna get your ass kicked if that's the big yep. point. Just, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That was directed at the refs how they <laughs> allow things to get you know get a little physical. You, you that's said, just not our style. You said but, Portland, <laughs> Portland is notoriously a clean defensive team around the perimeter. <laughs> that's what they're known for. Is that a thing? I don't know. I think <laughs> Portland. I think clean <laughs> perimeter defense. That's the purpose of it. It is a real thing. We defend without fouling and that hurts us in the playoffs and bill and beer only punched with his elbows i know these are all stats we can't look up anymore (laughs) anyways oh my god kudos to my zers they're doing their best out there you know we got two guys who are celebrating ramadan (laughs) that's crazy too i saw that fasting and like never eating so you know who is it canter and who else uh, Al Camino. Yeah, I was going to guess that, but didn't want to come off poorly if I was wrong. <laughs> Jerry would have said it. Yeah, Jerry doesn't care. I, I do my best to care. Come on. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, 
the, there was one thing I wanted to bring up about the PGA Championship. I don't know if you guys saw my tweet, but did you guys happen to catch uh, Rich Beam's performance? Yeah, I saw Justin nope. Thomas tweeted about it. That's how I heard of it. What did Justin Thomas say? He just said, like, congrats to my... It was actually right before he made it, because he made the cut, which you'll get into, but it was when they weren't sure if he'd make it, just being like, I hope he makes it so people could see how, like, ridiculous this was. Now, see, that's awfully ahead of the curve for Justin Thomas, because most of the attention Rich Bean got was he shot, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not uh, privy to in the uh, PGA Championship, 75, 69, 81, or 82, and then 69. But he got a lot of attention, mostly from his second 69 in the round four, because like all his Sky Sports commentator buddies, because he's a full-time Sky Sports commentator out in uh, in Europe. All of them, all of them were giving him the kudos, saying like, "Hey, he's not a pro at all. You know, he just like teed it up because he's a previous winner and he has carte blanche there to tee it up or whatever." But JT was spot on in that the cut was at, uh, and I hate to ask Nolan this because we were talking about it earlier, but. What was the cut? It was plus four, right? Yep. Four oh, over. four. It got four. to four. I thought it was three. Yeah, Tiger was at five, and it slipped to four. Tiger. So, so this wound up being, and I wish there were cameras on it, and, and I'm only going to tell it to the audience if you guys have heard this before from me or elsewhere. I apologize, but so there we were. Rich Laser Bean, former Seattle, Washington cell phone salesman. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> PXG irons with lead tape on them. Ladies and gentlemen, that's like taking a Ferrari car you just bought and taking the coupleers out and throwing them against your windshield. I tell you what, folks. I swear to God, Rich Beam is hes a great guy, but he's like the sp- spokesperson for, for Pepto-Bismol. He's quirky as hell. I love him to death, but he's not Woody Austin quirky. He goes out and shoots 75 the first day, five over. Now, as he's teeing it up in round two, we didn't know this, but the cup at the time, teeing off uh, on the start of Friday, was plus three. It went up being plus four. He played the first nine holes, and I, and this is the dividing line, and somebody can at me on Twitter this, please, because I don't know if Rich Beam in his second round teed off on the front nine or back nine. I need to know this for sure because this dictates the whole story, but let's pretend he teed off on the front nine because the story goes like this. He was five over starting off the round. The cut wound up being plus four. He stood on the 10th tee, 10 over for the tournament, parred the next four holes, and then birdied five of the last four to make the cut just under the number. 75-69 for four over, and then he just has a Mai Tai and shoots a nice 12 over cozy or 11 over cozy the third round, and then shoots another 69, one under on the very last day to get a lot of their kudos. Rich Beam, you are... Uh, whatever the the the, the uh, Sailor Jerry, Captain Morgan, Johnny Walker, Walker Sailor, Drinker of the Week, whatever. There you go, Rich Bean. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. What a, what a finish on such a difficult course. It, those were like nearly impossible to birdie that many holes at the end on the back nine. Well, but it, but the, I've seen it a lot when it comes to um, when I caddy for a lot of guys who are single digit handicaps. They jokingly or recreationally or all the above or whatever have a second gear they do engage as golfers and i'm like a nice like robust 12 handicap who likes to play and have fun but i don't have a second go for a gear that's probably what separates me from being a better golfer i'm sure but i mean these guys have a certain like you know they're just kind of like like bubba said don't you dare tell me i can't hit nine iron 200 yards when he's like hitting eight iron it's just like yeah it's like it's just these guys these guys are still jocks and athletes in the end so right. 
still like you have to be hitting it close or making putts like everything has to be perfect to end like that on this course this wasn't like the cj cup or whatever well and i don't know if zach have i ever talked about or nolan is that a shot at brooke (laughs) yeah a little bit isn't that one of his three other wins yeah i know it's more just a random tournament i thought of that must be easy Zach, have I ever talked about uh, Rich Beam's uh, performance back in 2002 in the international? No, I don't think so. Tournament? Go for it. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, it was, it was not to say his only claim to fame, but it, uh, the only reason why I bring it up is because, um, yeah, we just had the PGA Championship and he just performed a little bit. But in 2002, Rich Beam had the greatest three weeks of golf in his life because he won the 2002 International in Denver and then the PGA Championship two weeks later. But the international was a tournament played uh, that was to Stapleford scoring. And at the time, it was mod- wasn't was modified Stapleford, which meant if you got a birdie, you got two points. Par, no points. Bogey, minus one point. Remember I said that, folks at home. You had Rich Beam. This was like all the things we just joked about earlier, about him being Mr. No-Namer. This was before he was Mr. No-Namer. This is when like, he hadn't done any of the stuff that we know him for. And... He somehow stormed ahead in this day before the tournament and just had like 36 points. Like he was just way out there. And then, um, not a Shane Lowry, Steve Lowry, schlubby American. At the time, he was like 45 years old, looked like all of our dads. And uh, he essentially, these guys duped it out without being in the same pairing where Steve Lowry would like hit it into the water and then like pitch out and make the par putt. And then he made an albatross the next hole. And then he would, like, do something stupid and make bogey. Then he would do something miraculous and make birdie. Meanwhile, Rich Beam is right ahead of him and two holes ahead of him, just, like, playing, like, steady golf with, like, lots of close birdies and lots of good birdies or whatever. And it came down to a moment that has never, ever, ever happened in golf ever where D. Lowry stood over his putt. And if he made it, he would have won the tournament. If he missed, he would have lost it. And then uh-huh. you only get that from Stableford scoring because in golf, obviously... It yeah. would be a tie, but that was a one, and he sure as shit he missed it. But I mean, it's like golf isn't that way. There is no, there there aren't too many sports that way. I mean, unless you get like down to like basketball free throws or something to the last second or whatever. I mean, it's like when you get down to like slicing the it's points. True. I mean, it's it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Even in basketball, it never would come down to winning or losing. It could be, I mean, making both, but one single free throw would always be tie or win. Or tie or lose. So, anyways, uh, long story boring. That was my. I I love Rich Beam. Uh, Rich Laser Beam was performing at the PJ Championship. Pew, pew. Rich Laser Beam. So, um, yeah, that was. I really didn't have any notes or any pre-show runners here or anything else to talk about. Zach, do you have any uh, Twitter questions or any uh, Canadian fun facts or anything? Or uh, I have a Canadian uh, fun fact coming. I think we got one question on Twitter. Did <laughs> we got one question? Uh, I can read it off for you, Zach, if you want, because I think it's directed towards me. Um, Mr. At J. Lule 36, <laughs> word for word, here we go. Why don't you ever join me and CJ and Ian for shenanigans, Nolan? Yeah, who is this guy? So this is right a here. lifelong friend of mine, um, obviously just trying to get under my skin here. Jeez, but they I never invited me. I do hang out with you guys all the time, whenever I can. But now I'm an he, old... He was, does he, he's a married man. No, yeah. hold on. Hold on. Does he listen to the show? Apparently. We'll see, though. 
We'll see. Oh, if, okay, okay. Well, you gotta give me some more hard information. Otherwise, that that will dictate our our appropriate. Response. We need to like test him with something. You know, like. In that movie Draft Day, where he puts the hundred dollar bill to see if he reads would, the playbook. If I had to put my money oh, on oh. it, I would doubt he listens to the show. Um, one of those guys might, though. Oh. Then what's the difference, Zach? I mean, I like look, look. I'm a straight cat, and you let me on your door. What, what, what do we, what are we trying to do? You want me to bring a bigger saucer of milk out? What's going on here? Yeah, no, this guy. They didn't message any of us. You know, rude. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bigger problem. Jerry's pretty close. Jerry could hang out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got some time. Yeah. Uh, Jerry has an Xbox. Just head over to Jerry's. No, I don't have an Xbox, but you can still hang out. Oh. Okay, I was wrong <laughs> about that. Oh no, I'm just now. I'm just now getting in the 21st century with PlayStation. <laughs> oh, see, head over to Jerry's. Play some PlayStation. I I have a great Canadian fun fact of the week, though. Was... All right, what do you got? Okay, what's the best holiday of the year? Um, Nolan, you go first. Are you are you asking me for like a Canadian? Because it's probably Boxing Day, right? No. no, I'm saying like I'm saying for all holidays for everyone. This is a general holiday. It's also definitely not Boxing Day. Oh yeah, it's the 26th of December. Yes. Yeah, yeah I could... Um, the best holiday, man. Um, What's your favorite holiday? I'm... Oh, I love I love Christmas. You Jerry? It's just me. My favorite holiday? I'm uh, I'm partial to Thanksgiving. Okay, well Christmas is the better one. Christmas is the better one for the sake of this fun fact. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Do you know that you Santa Claus has an actual mailing address that you could send mail to? This is not a joke, and you'll get an answer. Jupiter, Florida. (laughs) No. So (laughs) this is people listening you could actually send mail or have your kids send mail i'm writing this down yes you could send it to h o h o h o which is ho 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 <laughs> north pole canada for free in any languages and if you put it with a return address you'll get a letter back wait the north pole is, is a part of canada no it's not but i guess they made a was- town unofficially by that and Canada Post, our main mailing thing, has confirmed that this is true and that you'll get a mail back if you put a return address. Nolan, I hope you can back me up on this, just in terms of uh, certain things that are passe or whatever. Um, but uh, I really appreciate a lot of Zach's sentiment. But I maybe us as Americans are like really desensitized or passive or whatever, because part of me is just like, by age six, I was just like, yeah, that old man ain't real. And yeah, I already knew his address. I don't care yeah so before your kid turns six have them send letters to canada (laughs) i'm gonna send my own letter i see what he's he's getting at i see what zach's getting at and if you send and if you send letters to uh santa you'll get a uh free uh from back to his hat (laughs) yeah we'll write merry christmas on it this isn't what i wanted but it's pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) thanks santa yes but basically what i'm saying is santa claus is canadian and there's no Jews up in Canada. What the hell? That's true. We might get a lot of hate <laughs> for saying hell? Santa Claus is Canadian. Well, to be fair... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to piss off a lot of Americans. I know. No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're cool, because as one thing I wanted to speculate <laughs> when we were talking about the show earlier is um, as much as we want to like illustrate like what we really believe in, the whole point of the show is to have fun and talk about golf. 
and make jokes or whatever. And I certainly, if we happen to go off on a tangent, whether it's about an opinion about politics or sports, or whatever, I, if if and when we do, I certainly don't want. If somebody were to disagree with us, that's totally fine or whatever. You can unsubscribe or stop listening. That makes sense to me because it's like, yeah, I've done that before too. I've done that to a lot of people. The whole point is to try not to strike too many chords that would make too many people think things where it's just like, oh, well, you don't know what up from down is, then F you or whatever. So Yeah, we're definitely not said, experts in anything. With that being said, and as being a half-transplanted member of the Hasidic tribe, I had no idea none of them lived in Canada. Zach, how dare you? Educate me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, we got this going. But yeah, to go with what you said, we're basically not experts in anything, and we basically will joke about anything and insult anything. We go with, like, the family guy mantra, you know, where if you insult everyone, you're not insulting anyone. They all get fair, fair oh, insults. Wait, there's a clip? Nope, no clip? Nope, we don't have the money for that. Okay, <laughs> anyways. No, exactly. But yeah, we're not experts in anything. Well, that, was a, that was a great fun fact. Thank that you. That was the funnest of facts we've had so far. Canadian <laughs> Santa, you know it. The jolliest of facts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nolan, you, um, you doing anything up in the near future here? Anything fun going on? I mean, save for, uh, uh, Tiger and Monterey, I mean... And yeah, Blazers winning. This is their year. I got that, that on the docket coming up. Blazers are gonna win the NBA Finals. Um, what else? You know, June, June's coming around, so it'll be some good weather here. Uh, get, get out on, get the sticks rusted, or de-rusted off. I've played a couple rounds here, so... I got. I had a a really good round not uh, not a couple weeks ago, but then followed it up with a, a fairly poor round, of course. But you know, we're gonna need to all get together one time and have a from the back tees golf tournament. Ooh, I am I am more than happy to host that here. The abandoned uh, the abandoned dunes yeah, Invitational. Absolutely, we can. Uh, we my house has more than enough room for everyone to hang out and uh, stay over. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, we we'll have to get out in the afternoons. You guys don't want to pay, but you know that's that's uh, gonna set you slip through the cracks. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's, uh, we'll it's give the them works. hats. That'll be our payment. What? Hats. We'll give them hats. Come on. Okay. <laughs> well, they believe you me, but they have too many hats. They have way too many hats. You want to talk about over merchandising? That place has so much merchandise. I mean, because some of the pro shops sell so much more than others. Like, Band of Dunes is literally Disneyland, where like. <laughs> When, if you go there with your wife or whatever, and she might not golf all the rounds you golf, guess what she's doing? She's in the pro shop spending $450 on, like, hats for everyone back home or, like, accessories for everyone just because that's the little puffing on it or whatever. It's just it's just, just the way it is. I mean, I'm blessed to live here and work here, and uh, yeah. I want you guys to experience it. I have a question for Nolan. Which, 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 Nolan, by the way, I want to get to you off the air. Uh, I, got a... uh, I got some sweet, uh, sweet uh, gear I want to send you. No way. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah. I got a I have access to the uh, the caddy store, so we uh, I get pretty nice stuff. Are there actually puffins down there? No. Negative. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, easy, Zach. Go ahead. What, what do you got? Oh, I thought he was asking what? me. He might have been asking you. So it's no to both. No, I'm asking about Bandon, so I'm asking Jerry. Oh, I thought you were asking and about Zach Canada. Being a, being a northern fellow of northern birds, what do you know? I thought you were talking about Canada. I got puffins in Canada. The name of this episode will be called Hot Puffin Talk. Uh, that being said, um, I've heard that there's like a couple.
couple dozen puffins that migrate down onto the rocks abandons a couple weeks out of the year or whatever, but a puffin is an Arctic bird. It has no business being abandoned dunes or abandoned <laughs> proper. That being said, it's a badass logo, though. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty sweet. I want, I want some homework, Jerry. I want you to read up on why why the puffin. Do you do you already know? It's a good or question. Yeah, no, to... I'll do my best because there there are some publications out there about like some a lot of real hidden knowledge about Bandon, and uh, that is not involved. So I will I will get to the bottom of that. I will I will contact my local PBS station and get to the roots. <laughs> That's a I have a question though, sort of for Nolan because I know the answer for Jerry because he's in Bandon. The courses you play at are there often a lot of courses at the same club? Um, no, not really. It's all, it's one club, one course. Typically, I know of, you know, a few uh, around the Portland area that have multiple courses, but, um, no. Yeah, yeah I feel like in Canada, we have, I can't think of any really that are like, like mine is two courses, but it's two pretty short courses. It's nothing like special. We don't have these like huge clubs like Bethpage, where I think Bethpage has five courses. Yeah. And now, like, if you get over to Central Oregon, though, almost like a lot of those those resorts or um, clubs have multiple courses. Like if you go to Sun River, if you go to Black Butte, if you go to um, Eagle Crest, or you know whatnot, those are resorts and they have like three to four courses each, actually. So. Yeah. That's... Yeah. He said it best when uh, Zach said Beth Page because I was just sitting in McKee's a couple nights ago uh, having a beer with my girlfriend and my golfers I was cutting for, and I just heard one of the golfers at another table exclaimed to his wife, he's like, oh, this place is just like Beth Page. They have five courses here. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's passe to me because I live here and I work here, and they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, dog, we have five courses. Like, like, once your eyes stop spinning and land on cherries, take your pick on what course you want to play. It's just kind of that's the way it goes. But because we had Beth Page in the major highlight recently, and because I do work at Band Dunes, to kind of cater to your question a little bit more, um, that's not really, like, even when I was an assistant pro out in Maryland at Compass Point Golf Course in Pasadena, they were a public municipal 36-hole course, or, like, they just had two 18s, and that was rare. Like, that was very rare. Under the same management umbrella, there's only one other course in the state under the same umbrella, well, two in the state. I mean, it's just very... Courses typically are, from what I've noticed, whether it's public or private entity, 18 holes. That's your track. That's your thing. I know there's great exceptions to the rule, probably about 20% of the time, but say for, obviously, the major we just saw and uh, where yours truly works, uh, it's not always the case. I mean... Yeah, sure. and before we go, I feel like we should give one more shout-out for what you're doing next week. I hear you have a, a good gig for a pretty big event. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, so evidently, I, uh, I, <laughs> Shots was, fired. I, I put myself uh, on the list to work the, uh, God, this is going to be embarrassing. I don't even know, because I don't even know the fucking <laughs> I love it. It's it's like the USGA four ball or something. Oh, like is this that. confidential information? Oh yeah, no, I know. no, I ha I ha I possess confidential information, but it's just also. Let me put it this way: this is something that happens semi periodically at Bandon Dunes. At the point where I just found out the other day when I was out at the smoke pit 
at the caddy shack. I got an email from my director saying, hey, Jerry, here's your golfers and their phone numbers for the four ball. And I was essentially emailed them back going, the fucking what now? Like, I just, I just, I just was like, the, 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 I, I, I didn't know what to do. Like, I put my name, they were taking the top 50 caddies. I put my name on the list like three months late and I was number 86, just putting it on there saying like, hey, so it's ink and paper. I'm just on there. Next thing you know, I'm caddying for two guys who are playing in the four ball, which uh, practice rounds start the 23rd. Um, and the whole venue is going to be the 23rd through the 29th. And one of the big deals about it is um, caddies get a first crack at caddying for the U.S. Amateur next year, which I'm not, a, I don't want to be a part of. But as another buddy of mine told me, if these golfers that I caddy for win, they get a free ride to the Masters or something like that. And if they were to take me along, that'd be great. But in the end, I don't give a shit! So. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. It Quick shout-out. Quick shout-out to Myers Leonard. He's 9 for 11 has 22 points. He's balling. Wow. <laughs> Why, what did you call him? The Hammer? See, the Hammer. <laughs> that's, that's, worth, that's worth something. Myers uh, is a bit of a pretty boy. He's, a yeah. sure. He's got the Look hair up. going. I know where he, I know where he lives, by the way. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> creepy at all. The... He, he bought my my boss's old house. Oh wow! So, <laughs> he yeah. must be balling. These basketball players, they live yeah. their life. He lives up in the hills of Wilsonville, Westland, Oregon. Gee, why why do you give his address? <laughs> I know He's exactly. a big golfer too. He's a big golfer. He's seven feet tall. Imagine, we'd have him on the podcast. We wouldn't be able to see anything. He'd have to have his mic like lifted to his face. Yeah, maybe I'll have to reach out to him see if he wants to hop on the pod this summer. Yeah, I know he's a member at um, Oregon Golf Oregon Golf Club. Yeah, Willis. No, Oregon Golf Club. It's like in West. Oh, you see. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, not not OGA. I don't know anything about him, but I feel like he's a really cool guy. Yeah, he's a bro. He's a big uh, Fortnite player. Too, yeah, he apparently. seems like a guy who's like major bro status, like still living out his college years. Like, <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all? I'm guys, I mean, I hate to say it, I may be the eldest out of all of us, and I'm still just... <laughs> once once we conclude this podcast, I might need to go online and kill some uh, kids online at uh, Call of Duty. That's, that's the, and, 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 and parents and anyone listening, don't take that too terribly. It's all virtual. Just relax. Yeah, we're an anti-killing podcast, for sure. They respawn. They respawn. <laughs> they respawn. <laughs> That's funny. That's real funny. All right, guys. Well, um, Nolan, what are you doing? Where can we find you? You got any pieces coming up? You got, uh, like, I mean, the best of Nolan T. Smith? What, what do we got? Yeah, we'll see. Um, hopefully, Tiger plays at the mo- Memorial. I know he likes to honor jack in that way and he always plays well there too so we'll see he's a big ohio winner he loves playing over in ohio so hopefully that's in two weeks um hopefully tease it up there i'll get something written for that um but then uh, yeah a couple weeks i'll be down at the u.s open i cannot wait i'll be there for all four rounds so that's crazy uh, yeah i'll be i'll try to live tweet a lot um, follow me at Nolan T. Smith on Twitter. Um, I'll probably post. I, I mean, I'm already up his tailpipe, and he's on his couch watching golf. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, but saying like, hey, are you watching golf right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll probably post some videos and whatnot on my Instagram. That's also just Nolan T. Smith. But 
um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be it's going to be really fun. I went to the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay, and that was my first uh, taste of professional golf. To that be was honest. a great one too. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, before we conclude, Zach, did we have a staff member pick Brooks Kepka to win? Um, did we? I don't think we did. Oh, I don't. Damn it! Oh, I thought I was lobbing up to you because I know. I know Denunzio picked Kokrak and somebody else. <laughs> Denunzio picked Kokrak. It was like 15th. He had Rom winning. And Okay, and Tucker picked Spieth. Nobody had Kokrak? I could have sworn. Oh, so, hey, Denunzio, sorry. I, I thought I was just handing you a free cookie. I had right Fino. Yeah. Uh, oh, we know you had Fino. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have yet to, I have yet to uncrack that egg. <laughs> who, did you, who did you take? Fowler. Yeah. Uh, what is hey, that? What does it matter who you took if it wasn't if it wasn't DJ or, or Brooks? At least you guys made the cut. <laughs> yeah, and I, I picked Phil. And I picked Phil as my 71 runaway, and he provided 1,001 on the entertainment returns. So what, what, what do you got? That's fair. He might have been the big winner this week. The big loser, though. The big loser is uh, that one guy who bet on Tiger to win the Grand Slam. <laughs> yeah, guys, that guy. Okay, we need five more minutes on this. This guy is the biggest idiot. I've ever met. Why? Well, what did he bet? A hundred thousand? He bet a hundred thousand to win ten million, right? Okay, listen, I guarantee you, look, 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 there's, I'm, I'm sorry, I feel sorry for that guy, but guess what? Until Tiger Woods winning the Masters last major, I guarantee you, every major leading up to it, somebody out there was betting 50k or more on Tiger, and he just didn't win, so therefore it wasn't a fucking story. There's always yeah. two or three guys who still think Joe Namath will like bust out of his leg brace at 75 and still win the Super Bowl or whatever because there's odds for that. They're, they're just the way it goes. No, the, but the that's not why he's thing. an that's idiot. What, that's, what, that's why I brought up to Nolan. It's a tiger trap. The fact that he won the Masters screwed me in all my picks for the rest of the year. That's not <laughs> why he's an idiot, though. That's the craziest part. Obviously, I get an idiot for betting that, although we, we don't really care if you bet 100000 on it, but we'd prefer if you gave it to us right away. And Are you... I think that's terrible odds. A hundred. That's that's what I'm going to explain. Something that no one's ever done, and he's 43 years old. Why wouldn't he just bet a hundred thousand on him to win the PGA Championship at 12 to one? You get 1.2 million, and then bet (laughs) 1.2 million on him to win the next tournament. That's probably at least 10 to one, and then you win 12 million, and he just has to win two tournaments instead of three. You guys are are missing the point in the first place. It it took. Every single major for 11 years, somebody's betting on Tiger. All of a sudden, he won one, and then he had to put that bet on him to win the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, he had to lose the rest. It could have been any year, any major. That's what I'm trying to say, where it's just like, it was all predicated on Tiger's first victory. That's all. It's not a bad thing. It's just one of those things where it's just kind of like, oh, you can't predict when the rain's going to fall until after the clouds went away. You just can't do it. You just can't do it. Yeah, so this guy is basically the biggest idiot imaginable why just no, bet on him not. to win the no, next no, two no, that's, I'm to, no i'm trying to take the shine off of him he, the poor guy just has too much attention on him right now because it would have been somebody else it would have been another time and it would have been somebody else falling for the same no bullshit. he lied and said he never bets he on steve, golf he's the steve bartman of golf right now and it's not his fault he also lied and said he never bets on golf and then right away he's like this is my first bet and then my second bet is a hundred thousand to win 10 million liar Fair enough, because everything is fake news. Fake news. It's all fake news. <laughs> Big time fake news. A little tip for people. If someone says they won a huge amount and it was their first time betting, it wasn't their first time betting. 
the best part is in the end none of this means anything really in the grand scheme of anything i just i i, I like to i like to stamp down on plausible deniability in terms of no 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 i like to think if we're if we're that stupid i can stop it hopefully 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 that's okay. all so uh uh, like we said, we can see Nolan at Nolan T. Smith on Twitter. He uh, frequently is contributes. Well, God forbid, if Tiger keeps winning, and and then some. We keep seeing more and more of him on the Twitter sphere with Tiger Talk, and then players just keep winning. And also our website at www.fromthebacktees.com. Zach, what's the best way people can find you? Yeah, you could find me at the From the Back Tees Twitter. I basically just use that Twitter. Basically for yeah, all my. By the way, you still don't follow me with your real Twitter account. Oh really? I like never use it. <laughs> he uses like four days later for like a recip like on something. Yeah, like, exactly. Then I'll just like all like, the. Like me, like me and Zach are friends on Facebook, but I mean neither one of us school, or at least I don't go on Facebook. I don't, so I mean, yeah. I don't really use social media, so the fact that I have the socials for like from the back to you sort of makes me feel good because I'm like now I have a purpose to use social media. It's all right. Nolan, isn't that isn't that cute? He said he he's not in the social media, and that's exactly how he got me on staff. No, but I mean, I mean, like my personal social media. I'm not like a guy taking Snapchats of my food. No offense if you are, Nolan. You might be. No, no, that was a past life. <laughs> and, and and full and full offense to those of you who do take pictures of your food because oh no, we appreciate what you're eating, but nobody else gives a fuck. Eat it. Okay, you're gonna, <laughs> Nolan's a food blogger. How do you think we met him? I'm not at all. He's a big you're time a, food no, Instagram. Like, like being a food blogger and critic is different. That's that's like an assignment. They had a food Instagram, Nolan. Big following. There's nothing wrong. With it's that. his passion. Wait, 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 what are you throwing shit at Nolan for for that? That's, it's his I, passion. I, I think I've posted one picture of food on on uh, Instagram, <laughs> and it was to make fun of those who do that. It was in mockery. It's <laughs> funny. Like that's my hashtag Chibata. Believe it. Hashtag Chibata Tuesdays. I still remember because I think it was some uh, pasta dish down in San Diego, and I was like, "Oh, this looks really good." <laughs> Mama Mia's on uh, Grand Avenue. Negative. Oh, we have a Mama Mia's right near us. It was actually in Encinitas, if I recall correctly. Ooh, that's I, so. It, it was prime Mexican. We'll, t- we'll talk off air. Well, Encinitas has like a nice German place. People need to know. Yeah. And Ineos has a great cocaine bar too. I'm just saying, Ineos has a lot of great things there. We'll talk off air about it later. So, yeah. Uh, Zach, uh, anything else you want to plug uh, before we take it away here? That's basically it. We have some new merch on the site, which is pretty cool. Some Mo Norman inspired merch. Plus, there's some oh, yeah. Canadian it's, flags, which is cool. If you're into golf and you're into, if you're an American and you're into football, which by the way, Zach, I meant to say this because uh, the couple guys they had before recently were Canadian and they didn't bring this up, but I really want to apologize to a lot of potential listeners out there. If we happen to focus on American affairs too much or like North American like affairs too much, we apologize. We know there's more out there in the world and we do our best to like, that's why we want to do more podcasts and we want to like, you know, uh, screw around and, uh, and uh, definitely talk about as many things as we can but all that being said it's just there's there's so much entertainment that that is golf in front of us and all the social media and stuff like that so anyways i uh i can't think of anything else to say there's you guys can follow me on twitter you know where to follow me and we really really appreciate being a part of michigan sports and entertainment's platform oh yeah so I'll cut you off for a second. They actually changed their name because they don't want to be... It sort of makes sense. They just changed us like yesterday, maybe. 
because I guess Michigan Sports Entertainment sort of gives off the vibe that it's Michigan related. Oh, Jerry Lou left. He'll be back yeah, in. Wi Fi <laughs> problems. Yes, yeah, so they change it from Michigan Sports and Entertainment to uh, Big Heads Media. Big Heads Media. Big Heads Media. Now we're we're a media enterprise here. Wow, I love it. Hey, big power move, Michigan Sports. Big Head Media. That's catchy. I love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we lost Jerry in pretty good timing, though. <laughs> I don't think we're getting him back. But uh, you can find Jerry at Jerry Looper one I think that's it, because the first one was taken. So he's one and uh that's pretty much it i hope you guys enjoyed the episode and we'll catch you soon yeah i appreciate it zach thanks for having